Welcome to Be Love, Be Well, Be Whole, a monthly podcast with Nicole Raines, licensed marriage and family therapist, and clinical psychologist, Dr. Dina Scott, where we discuss mental health, relationships in all stages and phases, and wellness. The information in this podcast is meant for informational and entertainment purposes and does not take the place of having a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Let's join the journey. Oh, welcome back, everybody. Hi, Dina. Hi, Patrice. How are you two? Hello. So excited to have Patrice on. So glad to be back with you, Nicole. Okay, so I am Nicole Raines, a licensed marriage and family therapist here in Virginia, as well as California. And I'm Dina Scott. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist in Oakland, California. Ms. Patrice, you could give yourself an intro to the people. I'm Patrice Marshall McKenzie, an educator and community advocate, passionate about advocating for three things for transformational communities, and that is stability, service, and safety. Thank you. We're so excited to have you on, Patrice. There's so many topics that we could have covered with you, and uh, I think today we just decided to delve in and um, what we're going to be talking about is uh, taking up space. It's, it's Women's History Month and what that means. Um, it's a, a term that people hear lots about. Um, we were kind of chatting offline of how we didn't have these words or language for, to describe our behavior when we were teenagers or even as young adults. But now all the different words and phrases and just how taking up space is good for us um, and really impacts our overall well-being. But before we get there, you know, wanting to just check in with ourselves for the day, for the week, or even for the month, even though it's just started. Um, But Patrice, tell us what is your theme song for today? I think I have two. Okay. I woke up with um, Can You Feel It by the Jacksons on my mind. Okay. I love that song. (laughs) And then as the day went on and I was doing some work and trying to make sure that I was wrapped up in time to talk with you amazing ladies, it turned into working day and night. <laughs> yes. So I guess it's a Jackson's kind of day, but definitely um, songs that sort of give you energy, things that sort of and motivate you, inspire you, and keep you grounded and also um, centered at the same time. I love it. (laughs) What about you, Dina? Yeah, well, I I just love this check-in and I feel like every time we do it, I'm like inspired by so many of the songs. So thank you, Patrice, um, for today's inspiration. Um, For me, I feel like I am a huge, huge Slum Village and Duelle fan and I feel like they're their songs always are playing over my brain in some way, somehow. And today I've been thinking or kind of feeling the song closer um, and just, yeah, vibe me off of that. And I think sometimes when we think of closer, we think about closer to others, but I'm also really, really inspired by just being closer to ourselves. So that has been my vibe today. What about you, Nicole? It has been Buck Jump by Trombone Shorty and featuring the Rebirth Brass Band. it's, it's, a, it's a very uh, lively song and he's one of my favorite artists. And so when I think about it today, I was like, oh yeah, that's like energizing me 
uh, it's been kind of a slow moving day in terms of energy, but fast in terms of time. So this energy that we're now even talking about, I love your songs, Patrice, again, uh, of just being empowering. And yeah, we are doing a lot. So Buck Jump is, is mine. I'll start. I think that taking up space means being confident in who you are, confident in your place in the world, and confident in whatever room or place you step into. It is also not playing small mm -hmm. to accommodate someone else's comfort. I like that. I love that. I love that. And I, I also feel like when I hear taking up space, sometimes I feel, you know, mixed emotions because I feel like there's a misperception a lot of times around what it means mm -hmm. or when we say that, um, kind of putting um, some type of, I don't know, like um, this feeling on folks that maybe they're not supposed to take space or maybe they're taking up too much space. And I also wonder what it means for us to look at, you know, maybe like holding space or being able to share space um, and being able to allow ourselves when we need to, to also lean into space to where we do have a presence, where we're allowed to have a presence and that presence doesn't have to feel like a threat. Um, because sometimes I think the way that, you know, I have heard taking up space um, at times often in some ways um, feels like someone's pressing against um, the fear of potential threat, um, which isn't always the healthiest. Yeah, I, I, I agree, Dina. I was, I was thinking about that. It is, especially since we focus on the notion of wholeness and how do we, cause you're, you're continually whole, you just get disconnected from it and how being whole and being able to be your whole self and being very fully present um, physically, emotionally, mentally, vocally, all of those things. But I think that sometimes when people hear taking up space or even how it's utilized for people who might identify as being more introverted or who are like, oh, well, no, I'm a humble person. Sometimes they, they take it the wrong way and picture someone that's, you know, maybe more boisterous or full of bravado and is just um, really the center of attention. And, and that's not what it means. It really is more to the point of what you and Patrice just, just mentioned and um, being able to do that, that more. And I think that um, one of the reasons that I was like, oh, this is a perfect topic is because, uh, you know, Patrice, I'm gonna share, I've known Patrice for a very long, long time, uh, for over 30 years. And it's just, that's one of my first impressions is that Patrice, you've always been very present and very confident in where you are, even when we were sixth graders. And I just wanna be able to pass on maybe even some of the tips or things that we do to help others that might be a little more challenged or hesitant or um, that, you know, bounce behind the definitions like what Dina mentioned or even feel like oh it means I'm not humble so Patrice what, what would you tell someone that's like hey Patrice you know I'm really trying to work on being more confident I'm really working on my presence you know what can I do to foster that yeah I mean I think that that's it is where you're saying Patrice is that it was also poured into you and and shaped um, sometimes, you know, not out of malice, sometimes we might silence 
um, especially uh, when people used to socialize and some still do um, when they determine, oh, okay, well, you know, this is how, how we, my child needs to be is being able to, you know, no, you, you need to be small. You don't want to take up too much space, you know, don't ask the questions, uh, you know, and being, uh, you mentioned that, right? that is still a respectful way that you can ask questions, even as a child. So I'll tell you a funny story. My kindergarten teacher is very proud to tell people that she had to negotiate with me to print my name at the top of my assignments because I wanted to write it in cursive. <laughs> so the agreement was if I printed my name at the top of the page, that I could sign it at the bottom in cursive, like a signature. I love it. <laughs> that's, I mean, I think that's meaningful too, because she could have just forced you, right, to, to print it. And, but she gave you still that agency, like, okay, you know, it's not going to harm if you sign it at the bottom. What about for you, Dina? And you mentioned a few, and then, I mean, and just in the work that you do, a few of the things that can you know, um, go awry. Any, any tips for people? Yeah. Well, I mean, when I was listening to Patrice speak, it made me think a lot. I know we've referenced um, this book before, but um, thinking about, you know, um, Dr. Claude Steele and his um, work around stereotype threat mm -hmm. um, and just really being able to, to find like those spaces that that allow you to feel lifted up because there's so many spaces I think in our world and our personal lives that kind of don't allow for that. And so when I was hearing Patrice speak, it made me think, wow, like how awesome and how amazing would it be if we started to, to operate in that way um, and so much more of a consistent level? Um, because I think about the teens that I work with now in the past, I also think about the adults that I work with and how there's so many folks that aren't really feeling like they have been able to like fully show up or um, that there's like permission or kind of the allowance um, for them to be themselves because when they do, maybe especially for some of um, the black um, females that I work with um, or even black males, there sometimes is this, this feeling of, of threat that could come up that for some has made them feel like they're, they're not allowed to like fully be present. And then I see in the DEI spaces where, you know, there's this conversation around sometimes the white male voice um, taking up a lot of space and for the need for folks to step back um, so that other folks can make sure that their voices are also heard. And so anyway, it just makes me think about the complexities of us needing to preserve ourselves by allowing ourselves to feel like we can be fully present, even if it is pushed back against, even if it doesn't feel like it is appreciated or accepted, because without that, I think we then um, start to lose parts of ourselves, um, which can be really, really um, problematic in the long term. So giving ourselves permission, um, being able to, to call things in and call things out, being able to allow yourself to find um, allies that can support you um, when you um, do feel like there's maybe some tension um, to be able to talk about um, what it is that can help you um, express your voice. I think all those things are like super, super important. And to your point, Dina, I think also 
it's incumbent upon us when we are in spaces where we have that opportunity to bring someone else into that space. Yes. Part of like taking up space is also inviting others into that space. Yes. And yes. if we aren't owning that responsibility or giving another person, another woman, another black woman, another person opportunity to feel as though they have that same agency, then we're doing ourselves a disservice almost. Yep, so true. That That's very true, Patrice. Can you expand a little bit more upon that? I think that that's really, um, you know, that in taking up space, it's not, it's, it's yes, as an individual, but also the collective. Yes. So I'll relate it to my professional environment. There have been times when other colleagues have said to me, you know, in passing in the elevator, oh my gosh, I love that you wear your hair natural to work. Like if you can go to the meetings that you go to and wear your hair natural, maybe I'll wear mine natural as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm absolutely stunned by that. So I am always quick to say that I've been natural since 2004 for sure. And your work product is not defined by what your aesthetic is. And, you know, shout out to Holly Mitchell for the Crown Act here in California that's now becoming um, a push to be introduced into states statewide, um, nationwide, and also at other states and state levels that um, CROWN is actually an acronym that stands for creating a respectful and open workplace for natural hair. So that it's not a tool for discrimination or bias for people that can be used against them in some way. And then the other thing is for meetings that I'm in where I'm able to advocate for colleagues that don't have the same amount of sort of like managerial courage that I have in my role. Mm -hmm where they just don't have that same latitude to be as um, forthcoming. I will say to them, what do you actually need? Tell me what it is. I can ask for it without any fear of concern, harm, retaliation, et cetera. So I'm always looking to make sure that I'm speaking for others when I have the opportunity to be in rooms where I know that there's not always room for everybody else to be there. I love that. I think that's really important. I mean, Dina, that goes to your concept of, you know, being able to lean into and uh, utilize this, this space as, as well. So true. And I think just, again, thinking about that concept of collective that you um, touched on, Nicole, and that, you know, Patrice, I feel like that you're actually kind of breaking down um, when you share it is so important because I think that's when um, taking up space gets weaponized in some ways when, when we don't really think about the collective. And there's so many things that can be really like empowering, uplifting, could be, you know, community like changing, altering um, when we allow like taking space um, to be done in a way that is about us individually and us as a collective. Um, and so when I like hear this conversation or when I engage in this conversation, I just think about all of the layers um, and the complexities there. And even, you know, conversations we've had on the show, you know, about, you know, things such as, you know, imposter syndrome, and there's a lot of challenges um, with even that term. Um, but, you know, what can we do again to, to be able to take up more and more space in a, in a way again with, with like confidence, with respect, um, and then also with appreciation 
for the fact that maybe others are operating at different paces and how can we how can we get get folks up there you know with us um, in some way no i agree i think it also ties into our last month's topic which um, was about relationships, myths, and misconceptions. But what we really ended up honing in on is the myths and misconceptions about conflict. And that's one of the areas where uh, even taking up space that way, right? Because sometimes when we're conflict avoidant, um, mm. that is actually shrinking and making ourselves smaller um, because conflict can be healthy. It can be productive. Uh, as Brandon said, it could be where the cool stuff comes from but also recognizing how we can even help others. Maybe it's not that they're conflict avoidant, but the conflict wouldn't really be that great for them. So Patrice, with you being able to, to reach out because this really does uh, impact our well-being. So when we do shrink ourselves or dim our light or all the other different terms that are out there now, it does take a piece of us and it actually can produce symptoms of depression it can produce symptoms of anxiety as well. And sometimes people don't realize that how we occupy space impacts our overall well-being. Um, none of this stuff is in a vacuum. Mental health is not just situated in this little bubble all to itself to where it's only if something goes wrong that it gets activated, but it's all these little moments. It's being able to wear natural hair. It's being able to speak up is being able to say hey you know even within relationships with one another that you know what you said to me the other day just really didn't land that well those are all ways that we can take up space so anything that you two would want to add as we're coming to a close on our topic here i feel like there's so many different things that you know kind of can come to mind but i think more than anything, um, it's important for folks to identify, you know, what taking space means for them and maybe what ways um, that they can um, take space more um, or maybe um, more, even less, you know, at different um, spaces and places depending and what it means for them when they think about like being their like full authentic selves, like what would lend to that. Um, because I feel like, again, it's all interconnected. And like you said, it's connected also to our wellness, our, you know, mental health, um, our physical health, and all of us um, wrapped in. And also thinking about the, the conflict piece that you brought up, um, Nicole, because when we think about taking space, sometimes we do forget, you know, about mm -hmm. that and that connection. I would add that for me, it's important in taking up space to ensure that you're opening up the door for someone else to follow you. Yes. I do a lot of things, but in no way do I believe that I'm the only person who can do these things, lead these things, accomplish these things. I have sort of a personal mantra as I want to work myself out of a job. Mm -hmm. So whatever I can do to create an opportunity to invite other people in, share expertise, share knowledge, support, train, coach, mentor, advise other people to come in behind me or with me into spaces that I'm in, that is what I want to be able to do because I know that we grow further if there are more of us that have shared knowledge and expertise. Yes. I, I love it. That's such a great note to, to transition to our, our outro uh, now, Patrice. Thank you so much. Um, wanting to, if there's anything that you 
want to share or anything that you want to invite the listeners to or just if they want to reach out or connect with you feel free to share now. What the only thing that's coming up is I am speaking on a panel about what it takes to be a woman candidate. Oh, wow. And I'm speaking on the standpoint of someone who has coached and trained women, participated in leading organizations that train and prepare women to serve in leadership positions, to serve in appointed or elected office and what that looks like for women. We know that the landscape is different for women. We know that the barrier of entry is different for women. And we also know that there's a higher level of scrutiny Mm. for women, fair or not, but we know that it's real. And we're looking at how do we find ways to minimize those barriers, lower those barriers and make sure that serving in public office and serving our community is more accessible for all of us. Because when you know that there are women at the table the calculus of the outcome of policy decisions looks very different. I love it. That's a great panel, Patrice. When when is it? Or is it something that you can share? It's on Friday, March 11th. It's actually an in-person event. It's my first in-person event in a very long time. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And it is at the Garland Hotel in Los Angeles, hosted by the Valley Industry and Commerce Association for their Extraordinary Women in Leadership series for Women's History Month. That is wow. awesome. That's yeah. awesome, Patrice. It's funny because you're like, the only thing, that's, <laughs> that's so many different significant things in there, um, especially with it being in person. I think we're going to have to have you back because that's another topic that I feel you're versed on is how to be your best self on on camera when you do have to do things virtually. Uh, but this that's great. So I will put that in the show notes um, for people to be able to look into that. That's a great thing. Thank so what you. About, what about you, Dina? Anything else that you want to share? No, I mean, I just have, you know, such appreciation for um, being able to be here and share space with you all. And to me, I think what Patrice shared was super, super um, powerful um, with thinking about just, again, all of the complexities um, that we navigate um, when it comes to space, our own space, the space we share with others, um, being able to collectively pull each other up. um, So, so important. So just have a lot of gratitude uh, to you both. Thank you. So wanting to share another element of our well-being. Here it is with our moments of wonder and delight. Um, So there is research behind the fact that when we experience awe, it actually improves our emotional and mental well-being. And it doesn't have to be things that are grandiose. It doesn't have to be these really big things. It could be small moments. Um, So again, I was out in nature again. You know, it's been oddly warm back here on the East Coast. So we were out hiking and this was a real hike um, because we were up and down and climbing over rocks. Uh, But actually that's where my moment of wonder happened. And even some delight is being able to take this um, shortcut uh, that was actually not a shortcut that one of the children decided was a shortcut and having to go up the hill, right? And um, one of them, the little one, uh, was like, "Mm, I can't do it. And I was like, you know what? Let's try saying that it's hard, it's difficult, and I'm gonna still do it. 
and made it up the hill, right? And so my moment of, of wonder was just looking at like, oh, wow, just that one little small, small moment inspired and was able to do it without any other complaints. And when we got to the top, we looked back down at where we had come from and it, it felt pretty good. So I was able to delight in that as, as well. Um, what about you, Dina? I love that. And I, <laughs> I love just the connecting with nature and um, some of that you know, um, overlapping with some of our conversation um, last um, segment as well. Um, but I'm thinking about um, just, I live in the heart of downtown Oakland and I get to see a lot of you know, amazing things and a lot mm -hmm. of things that might be, um, you know, challenging for folks, but it's interesting because there is a, um, a, a bike, um, kind of collective bike um, race that happens um, every like few months or so. And it's if folks that are, you know, with themselves either individually, there's like families out there, there's people that have maybe their, their child riding um, on the bikes with them. And so today they had a big race um, and it was just amazing, like seeing again, just the different folks um, that were out there in community um, and, you know, young infants, um, you know, toddlers, just, you know, kids, teenagers, older adults, adults, um, all together, just kind of having this, this collective fun and also exercising, um, which is so important. And I think oftentimes when folks think about, um, you know, downtowns or especially downtown Oakland, there's a lot that takes us away from um, feelings of community and mm -hmm. folks can tend to focus on what's not working. And there's also just such great beauty I feel like that exists um, and being able to come together with different folks in different ways is part of that beauty. So that was my wonder and that happened today. Um, so I'm still kind of riding high off of all of the energy of the folks that were in my neighborhood. What about you, Patrice? So I have a new orchid. Ooh, <laughs> I'm very excited about that. Love. The last orchid that I had was a gift and it lived for almost five years. That's amazing. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so I'm hopeful that wow. this orchid will give me almost five more years, if not longer. So I've it. only had it for about two weeks now. So we'll see. Wow. I'm impressed that too. you were able to have your last one for five years, Patrice. I'm like, I don't even know if I can go five weeks. So that is incredible, incredible, incredible. Amazing. Well, I am super appreciative of you both. And I just want to remind everyone that being whole is for everyone. So thank you for joining us today. Be sure to listen and subscribe. And until next time, be love, be well, be whole. <laughs>